Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Good morning, church. How are we? So, that deal, I have a deal with God. You know how you get these really spiritual pastors that come up and they go, I sense God changing my sermon in the last minute. That will never, ever happen with me and God. I've told God, you've got a one-week deadline. That's it. I don't change it. Yeah, I can't handle that. I definitely can't handle it. But you know what? It's really, really exciting to be in church this morning. I'm really, really pumped. I feel like God's got a word in my heart that He wants to share with you. I'm really excited. But first of all, how's your fast going on the first day? Are we happy? Or a bit grumpy? You know what I love about the first day of fasting is you can always tell which people have given up coffee because when you greet them, they've got this look in the eye that they're going to hurt you. You're like, how are you going? How do you think I'm going? What are you talking about? Actually, if you're giving up coffee, put your hand up this morning. Could you? Yeah. Okay, everyone have a good look around. These are the people you need to stay away from for the next 21 days. All right, do not go next to them. Do not say anything. That Just agree with them. Be gentle with them. Um, no, it's really good. We're praying as a church. We want to hear God. We want to draw closer to God. And I'm really, really, really believing that God's going to speak into your life through the next 21 days of fasting. Okay, so if you've got your Bibles with you, we're going to get straight into the Word of God. And we're going to read from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 3 to 10. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 3. Here we go. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And then he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lay down. So he went and laid down. Again, the Lord called out Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, I didn't call you, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down back into his place. The Lord, came, the Lord came and stood there, calling out the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then the Lord, then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this time. We thank you for your word. This church is your holy ground. This is your time, Father God. And in your presence, anything can be broken. Anything can be restored. And I just pray right now, Father God, for the next 30, 40 minutes, I pray we hear from you right now, Father God. It's not my words. It's your words, Father God. Right now, Father God, some people have come into church and they just had a bad week. 
just a terrible week and I just pray right now, distract and take away any distractions, any hurt, anything that's going to hinder your word. Forgive me, Father God, of my sins, anything that's going to hinder your word. We want to see you move this morning. We believe you're a living and speaking God. You're an awesome God. And it's not so important how we came in, but it's more important how we leave. And we want to leave closer to you and seeing your glory. We love you and we ask things in your name. Amen. Amen. If I was to ask you this morning, what does God sound like? How would you define it? How would you define the voice of God to someone? If I was to play the voice of God through those speakers, what would you expect? What would, what would you expect God to sound like? Because I believe we serve a relational God. A God who wants to speak to you. He's a living God and he wants to speak to you daily. A.W. Tozer once said, I'm going to quote at the board there. It says, God is speaking, not God spoke, but God is speaking. I love that quote because God is not a God of just the past. He's not a God who spoke back then, but he's conquered death. He's beaten the grave and he's a living God and he wants to speak to you this morning. And one word from God can change your life forever. One word from God can restore your marriage and your life. One word from God could bring healing and restoration to your family, to your circumstances. Maybe this morning you've walked into church and, and you just feel defeated. You know, you've walked into church and you just lost hope. You know, some things are just tormenting you. Maybe it's your business or your career is just not going well. Maybe it's your finances, your health or your relationships. Maybe it's just certain circumstances that are just holding you down. You don't know where you're going to break. You don't know where the next answer is going to come from. I want to encourage you that one word from God can turn your circumstances right around. God can speak life to those things that look dead. I love that. You know, there's certain things in our life that look dead and we think we're never going to be able to get those blessings back. I want to encourage you that God can speak life to those things that look dead. That when God speaks, power is released. Things start to change. Listen to how the Bible describes the voice of God. In Psalms 29 verse 4 to 5, it says, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. I love the word splits. See, some of you guys, I want to encourage you, you feel like you're in a stronghold. Some of you guys feel like you're in a situation that you can't get out of. The voice of the Lord can split anything in your life. It can split the strongholds. It can split anything that's holding you down. The voice of the Lord, it says, is powerful. Do you know how you define religion? It's when we speak to God and God doesn't speak back. It's one-way communication. And you know what the Bible says about that? The Bible says that God hates religion. He hates religion because he's a living God and he wants to speak to you. He wants a relationship with you. Could you imagine Steph, my wife Steph spoke to me I never spoke back? What type of relationship would that be? What type of marriage would that be? Actually, I think my wife probably says that's a happy marriage. <laughs> every time she speaks when I don't speak, she's like, yeah, that's a pretty good marriage. <laughs> what makes us difficult compared to any other faith is that when we seek God, when we speak to God, He's a God that speaks back to us. He's a living God. Henry Blackaby says, if you have trouble hearing God speak, you are in trouble of, at the heart of your Christian experience. Let me read that again. If you have trouble hearing God speak, you are in trouble at the very heart of your Christian experience. 
Come on. What makes us different is that we have a God that speaks to us. We don't just speak to him. He doesn't speak. No, every time we speak to God, he speaks back to us. It's a relational God. The truth is God speaks to us in numerous ways. You know, he speaks to us through his Bible. You know, this morning I was, I was heading to a, um, an appointment. I feel actually really anxious. I felt worried. I had all these thoughts and I didn't, you know, I just... I actually felt really, really worried. My mind was being flooded and I decided to do my devotions and I turned my phone on and I put it to the app and I found my devotion app and the first verse that it turned to was in Philippians. It says, don't be worried or anxious about anything, but with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving in your heart, give your request to God. Now people say, oh, that's just a coincidence. Can I tell you, there's thousands of verses in the Bible. That's no coincidence. That was God speaking to me. Because I believe it's a God that wants to speak to you and I. You, know, you can speak through people. It's amazing. Someone will just give you an encouraging word to right in the middle of your worst situation. Or you get counsel and someone just says the right thing at the right time. You know, there's certain circumstances God can speak to. You know, he shuts one door and another door opens. There's another way God can speak to us, and that's through the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You know, the book of Hebrews says you have this inner ear. It's a spiritual ear. It means you have this inner voice called the Holy Spirit that speaks to you. It's always telling you to do the right thing. It warns you not to go there and it always tells you to do the right thing. And it always lines up with the Word of God. You see, God's voice is like a GPS. It gives you direction when you get lost. It gives you guidance when you don't know what decision to make. It gives you guidance when you don't know what turn to make, left or right. But this is what I, love about, this is what I like best. Even when you do stuff up, when you... Make that wrong turn. What does the GPS do? It never goes silent. See, God never goes silent on you. He never gives up on you. But the GPS says, do a U-turn. Do a U-turn. Do you? It just keeps nagging at you. It keeps nagging at you. It keeps nagging you because it wants to put you on the right path. And I want to tell you this morning, I don't care how bad your life is messed up or how far away you, you are from God. Through God's voice, He can put you back onto the right path this morning. He's an awesome GPS. And if you listen to God's voice this morning, He can turn your life onto the right path where there's blessings and favour. doesn't matter how messed up your life can be. He's the ultimate GPS for our life. Sometimes it's not so important what we say to God compared what God says to us. Let me say that again. It's not so important what we say to God compared to what God says to us. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 4.4. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's a powerful scripture. There is power when we listen and obey God's voice. The in the Bible, the word listen is found 331 times. And the word hear is found 347 times. That's a lot. Do you know why God places such importance on our listening? Because the voice you listen to will determine the future you experience. See, the voice you listen to will determine your future and how you experience it. You see, one of the greatest strategies the devil uses to try and destroy your life is he'll get you to listen to his voice instead of the voice of God. See, the devil knows that if he can whisper in your ear, just that little whisper, he can start to influence your thoughts. Satan knows that if he's ever got a chance to influence your life, he first has to separate you from the voice of God. 
It's just one little lie at a time, one little whisper at a time. I often think, how does a stronghold or addiction start? You know, no one doesn't just wake up and go, hey, today I'm going to become a slave to addiction. It's going to be good fun. Never. You know, it never it, no one never wakes up and goes, today I'm going to make a decision that's going to destroy my marriage. It's going to break my family apart. No, no one just doesn't decide to wake up and do that. It never happens that way. It begins by listening to the wrong voices. One lie at a time. One whisper at a time. Listening to the voices of the enemy. The good news is, if the enemy can can attempt to talk to us, so can God. Come on, if the enemy can, can attempt to talk to us, so can God. And I believe God's voice is far more powerful and far more greater than any other voice. God's voice can do anything in your life. It can break strongholds in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that God spoke the universe into being. Can you imagine that? Out of God's mouth, out of his words, the universe was formed. How much more could God do in your marriage, in your life, in your business, in your children's lives, if we learn to listen and obey the voice of God? There's power in the voice of God. You know, I'm, as I'm really honoured and blessed to be part of the team and leadership team here at church. And one thing I love is when we catch up, Pastor Joe always hammers to us, we don't want man ideas, we want God ideas. That we need to listen to the voice of God because we don't want to just be any other church. This is not our church. This is God's church. He knows what this church exactly needs and we want to hear the voice of God. Why do we fast? Because we want to hear the voice of God. We want to draw closer to God because we know when God speaks to us, our life will never be the same again. That when God speaks to us, our circumstances are never the same again. One word it takes and things are set free. So this morning, what I want to do is I want to share three simple points, very simple, from the life of Samuel that will help us hear God's voice. First point, we need to develop a habit of stillness. The interesting thing about Samuel was when he first heard God call out his name, the Bible says that Samuel was abed asleep. You know, if... You think about it, if God was ever going to speak, I would think God would speak to us when we're serving or doing something spiritual. But he, he spoke to Samuel who was in bed and sleep. Why would God do this? Because I think the bed represents stillness. Think about it. For some of you, the only time where you can actually relax and have some peace and quiet is when you're in bed. You know, at work, you're running around all day, you're answering a million phone calls, responding to a million emails, you've got heaps of customers nagging at you. You finally get home, you've got to cook, you've got to clean. The kids are asking you a million questions. You've got to change their nappies, you've got to put them to bed, you've got to put the kids to bed, and it goes on and on and on. And finally, you finally get to go in your bed. It's nice and quiet. There's no children, no distractions, no noise. It's just peace and quiet. You can finally be still. You know, a few months ago, our hot water system blew up and thousands of dollars later we replaced it. But it's been a blessing because our last one was leaking water. And because of that, you could hear the drip constantly and it would drive you mental. Just that little drip constantly, constantly, constantly. What was interesting, though, was that during the day when I was busy at home in the bedroom, I could never hear that drip. Never, ever. It was only when I was... When I went to bed and did nothing, when I was still and was completely at calm, I could slowly start to hear that drip. And the funny thing was, the more quiet I was, the more still I became in bed, that drip got louder and louder. It drove us nuts. 
especially if me and Steph had an argument in bed, that dripping was like, it was really awkward. <laughs> Just drive me mental. Do you know what that dripping sound reminds me of? It reminds me of how the promptings of the Holy Spirit operate. You see, when you're busy running around, when your mind and emotions are running 100 kilometers an hour, it blocks out the voice of God. It's only when you finally be still. It's only when you go in God's presence one-on-one and be still, you start to hear God speak. You start to hear God's gentle whispers. The truth is, the more you practice being still in God's presence, the louder God's whispers become. The promptings of the Holy Spirit become heavier and heavier in your heart. There's a great example of this in the life of Elijah. 1 Kings 19, verse 11 to 12. I think I've got it on the board. It says, The Lord said, Go out and stand in the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. You know, if you want to talk about a problem with persons, Elijah had his own people go against God and go against him. They destroyed churches, they destroyed God's prophets, they even destroyed God's house of worship. And now they want to kill him because he stood up for what was right. He stood up for God and now they want to kill him. He was completely alone. And I can just imagine what he was feeling. He was like, God, I just want to call it quits. I can't handle this anymore. I've got nobody to turn to. I've got no one to look after me. God, I'm all alone. I need an answer, God. Help me, God. So what does God do? Well, I'll tell you what he didn't do. God didn't speak to Elijah during the miraculous and powerful events where the winds and the fine earthquake were tearing the mountains apart. No, no, God didn't speak then. Not like how we would normally expect it. We look for the miraculous signs. But the Bible says that after all these events, in a time of quietness, at the most unexpected time when nothing was happening, no big signs, no big miracles, but the moment of stillness, Elijah heard the gentle whisper. And that gentle whisper changed his life forever. That gentle whisper changed the direction of history forever. Some of you feel like Elijah this morning. You feel like you're facing a possible situation. You've been battling with certain circumstances, certain struggles and trials, and and you feel like they're tormenting you. And you feel like you're about to give up. You you just need an answer. You're pleading with God, God, give me an answer. I can't, I don't know what to do. I want to encourage you this morning that we serve a living God. And he wants to speak to you this morning. Come on, you don't need to go to conference to conference to hear God speak to you or get emotionally moved or be entertained. You don't need to wait for some guest speaker to point you at the crowd to give you a word. God's here this morning and he wants to speak to your situation. He wants to speak to you this morning. He's a speaking God. One word from God, one gentle whisper from God can change everything. It can break strongholds in Jesus' name. It can restore your life and heal your relationships. You know, you could be going through the worst time of your life, but one gentle whisper from God gives peace and, and gives peace to your mind, gives peace to your heart, even though the water around you is falling apart. I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what it is, but there's been times in my life where everything is falling around me. Everything's just blowing up and God gives me one word and I'm just that calm. I'm at peace. A word from God can make a way. There's no other way. It can change your destiny. I know about you, but when I go through problems, 
my mind begins to run 100 miles an hour looking for solutions, thinking of strategies. How am I going to get out of this? My mind becomes busy with thoughts and worry and anxiety. And, you know, I can just imagine God saying, David, settle down, calm down. Remember, I'm a gentle whisper. You're not going to be able to hear me if you're running around all worried. Just calm down. I wonder, how often do we miss out a word from God? How often do we miss out hearing God's voice just because we're simply not paying attention? We're running around being too busy. Listen to what God says about what to do when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a struggle. In Exodus 14, 14, this is what he says. It says, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Come on. God's saying, I'm going to fight for your marriage. You just need to be still. God's going to say, I'm going to fight for your university. You just need to be still. God's saying, I'm going to fight for you. Whatever you're going through, you just need to be still. Because the battle already belongs to God, but God wants to speak to you because he needs you to listen so you can obey what he wants you to tell you to do. All you need to do is be still and God will give you that word. You know, I was thinking the other day, being physically busy is pretty bad. And I think we can all agree that being physically busy is tiring. But what's worse than being physically busy is actually being mentally busy. Like you cannot be physically busy but still be busily in the mind with stress and anxiety. And it just cripples you. It wears you down. Um, the other day I was listening to the, the Resilient Project and they reported that in 2018, the adolescent and child brain received the same amount of information in a year, in a week, than our brains used to receive in a whole year. Isn't that crazy? So a child would receive the same amount of information in one week than we used to receive in a whole year. That's crazy. Think about smartphones, social media, kids wake up, look at, they go to bed looking at it, YouTube, Google, Netflix. We constantly binge watch. You think about it. Our minds are continue being filled with so much stuff. There's just no quiet time to switch off. There's just this constant noise in our brains and it clouds and blocks out the voice of God. The truth is, if we want a relationship with God, we were constantly hearing him speak to us then we have to practice being still in God's presence. We have, to, we have to be intentional and decide to do it daily. Listen, I, I'm not a spiritual person. You get some people where they go to coals and God will tell them what flavour of ice cream to get. That's not me. You know, in the Bible, Moses had a burning bush. My lemon tree at the front doesn't burn. I'm not a spiritual person like that. But over the years, I've learned what works for me is I just go for a little jog. Well, I'm pretty unfit, so now I go for a walk. It's just 10 minutes... Ten minutes, I just go for that walk, and that's my time where God speaks. I listen to some worship music, I get to Windsor Grove, I turn it down, I just start to pray. And for me, that's where God speaks to me. That's why I feel at peace. It's funny, I, I, I leave and I'm feeling worried or stressed, and that 10 or 20 minutes, I come back completely different, changed, just from being in the presence of God, where he speaks. It's just that one or two words that just calm my spirit, calm my heart. Now, I don't know what works for you. Maybe you go in the workshed, build some tables. I don't know. Maybe you like going for drives. I don't know. But I want to encourage you. Whatever you do, just spend time with God daily. Whatever it is. If you need to go in your room just for 10 minutes, do it. Nothing is more important than you spending time with God. The voice of God is everything. Second point. You guys have been great this morning. You guys all right? Yeah. Still getting that car after the service? Awesome. Pastor, if you listen to this, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Point two. 
We need to position ourselves. Let me ask you this question. Where were Adam and Eve when they first sinned? The Bible says that Adam and Eve would walk and talk with God in the Garden of Eden. And it's funny because Satan would never show up when they were talking and listening to God. But when did Satan show up? He tempted them when they were absent from God's presence, absent from God's voice. When they were hanging around that fruit tree that God had warned them about, hanging around that, temp- that temptation, positioning themselves in the wrong environment. The Bible says that after Adam and Eve sinned, God came walking through and they hid from the voice of God. And from that moment on, mankind has always struggled to hear God's voice. But where did it start? Where did it start? It started where Adam and Eve positioned themselves in the wrong environment which clouded the voice of God in their head. I'll give you another example. King David, a man after God's own heart. Imagine if God said that about you, a man after God's own, God's own heart. He killed Goliath. He, he, you know, he became a national hero, became the king of Israel and won many battles like no other king had done before, ever. He had the favour of God. Everything he touched turned to gold. Then one day, instead of going out to battle with his men like the kings would normally do back then, where the presence of God was, he stays home. He stays home. One morning, he decides to go for a walk on his roof where he sees a naked woman named Bathsheba having a bath outside. Now, I don't know why she's having a bath outside. I don't, you know, you know I blame the architects. Why would you design a bath outside your house? I know a few architects, they're a little bit weird. Dan Froney, Josh Cabs. <laughs> now I can't understand why. <laughs> the point is, when David locked eyes of Bathsheba, what voice do you think he would have heard? It wasn't God's voice, because God's presence was with his army, fighting in the battle where David should have been. So what does David do next? He invites Bathsheba over for a friendly game of trivial pursuit. Just a friendly game. And we all, happy. we all know what happens next. Trivial pursuit turns into adultery, turns into lies, turns into cover-ups, turns into murder. Sounds like the show from Bold and the Beautiful. It just never ends. There's always something going on. Some of us come to church every Sunday morning complaining, God, why aren't you speaking to me? God, why aren't you blessing me? The question I ask is, where are you positioning yourself during the week? Where are you positioning yourself during the week? Some of us live away from God's voice. Some of us live in sin six days a week, dominated by the voice of the enemy. Then we come to church and say, God, why aren't you blessing me? Why aren't you speaking to me? doesn't work that way. You can't fool God. You reap what you sow. When you continually position yourself in the wrong environment, it dries up your spirit and the voice of God becomes numb. You slowly start to drift away from God's presence. Where was Samuel when he heard God speak? The Bible says that he was in the temple. He was in the house of God. He was hanging around godly people. The Bible actually says that Samuel would sleep next to the ark of God. He just wanted to be where the presence of God was. Why? Because Samuel knew the importance of positioning yourself in the right environment. He knew the power of your position. Samuel knew that if he was ever going ever to hear God speak to him, if he was ever going to hear the voice of God, it would happen 
while he was in the presence of God. It's all about where you position yourself. Look at the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts. You know, we all know it. The Holy Spirit comes down, baptizes. They see miracles. They see all these awesome, powerful events. But the question I ask is, what were they doing beforehand? Acts 2.1, it says it right here. He says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. What were they doing? They were putting themselves in the right environment because they knew that the right environment will bring the presence of God. They'll position themselves to hear the voice of God. And they got the voice of God, all right? Why do I come to church? Why do I position myself in godly environments and spend time with godly people? Because I want to be in a place that builds my faith and expectation, that points me to Jesus. So when God speaks, I'm ready to listen and obey. Then when I go back to work or when I go back to school, I'm not battling with God. Is this God or not? Now, is it a, listen to, is it a sin to listen to worldly music or watch worldly movies? No, it's not. Is it a sin to go to a pub and have a meal? No, it's not. However, some of you guys, you know I'm going to say however. However, if I'm positioning myself to those things and it clouds the voice of God in my life, then it's got to go. It's got to go. Nothing is more important than your salvation with God. Nothing is more important than the voice of God in your life. If it's going to block you from hearing God speak to you, then it's got to go. If it's going to block the voice of God speaking to my children, then it's got to go. There's nothing more I want as a parent to see my kids grow up in the house of God and play AFL football. But the house of God first. Seriously, I, I didn't, yeah, so often I always have to constantly remind myself, my kids are always watching me. And as a parent, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to position my kids in a way that's going to block the voice of God in their life. Was it a sin for Adam and Eve to hang around that fruit tree? No, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. But it eventually clouded the voice of God in their minds and which led them into sin. You know, I remember a testimony in youth, probably about eight or nine years ago, and it was a young lady, and she was listening to a lot of worldly music, and she was saying how it actually made her feel depressed. She was struggling with, with depression, and she felt challenged to ditch all her worldly music away and start listening to Christian music. And after two or three weeks, she goes, you know what, I just felt the, 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 the spirit of depression leave. I thought that was amazing. That's not going to happen with everyone, but for her, it was about positioning herself and putting good things in her life. A US Treasury officer had the job of identifying counterfeit money. He said, the key to identifying false money is to spend hours and hours handling the real thing. When you position yourself in the right environment and spend time with God, God's voice becomes very clear to you. You begin to understand what's real and what's fake, what's from God and what's from the enemy. That's why we should try our best to do our daily devotions, attend church events, serve in church, hang out in life groups and with godly people because it will help you stay in God's frequency. You know, I've, I still have an analog radio when I go to, to the footy and it's funny because sometimes in my bag it moves, I can never hear 5AA and the only way I can actually listen to the footy is if I actually position that toggle to the right frequency. So sometimes we need to actually position ourselves in the right environment so we can hear God's frequency. Last point, finally point. Point three 
is we need to obey God's voice. One of the greatest ways that we can hear from God is learn to be obedient. When we hear God's voice, we need to learn to step out in faith and obey those promptings. The more we step out in faith and obey God's promptings, the better we get at discerning the voice of God. And it becomes easier and easier to hear God speak. You know, I, I was trying to think, what's the best illustration to try to get this point across? And the only, the only example I can think of is my two sons, Ezra, who's three, and Micah, who just, who just turned one. Now, both my boys still cry during the night, and um, it's really hard to figure out who's crying. You hear one cry, is it either Ezra or is it either Micah? But every time I got up to respond to one of the boys crying, over time, I started to get used to the unique sound, to the unique crying, to the point where I don't even need to think about it. As soon as one starts crying, I just know because I've been responding to the previous cries. Now when one of the boys cries, me and Steph play this bluff game. Who's asleep? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the less we obey the promptings of God, the more insensitive we become to God's voice. See, if I'd never got out of bed to, to, to respond to one of my boys crying, I'd be forever doubting, who is it? I'll never have known. I only knew who was crying because I actually responded to that voice. I had to get up and actually see who it was. Jensen Franklin says, when you don't follow the gentle leadings of the Holy Spirit, we then grow insensitive to his presence. You know, if there's one pet peeve I hate, it's when people give me country directions, fluff and bubble directions, no details whatsoever. You know, oh Dave, if you go down left, you'll see like a little grass patch and if you feel like it, just turn right and you kind of see like a few of these things, just go straight, you know, just no details whatsoever. It's so frustrating. I like detail. I like instructions. Go down Montecute Road. When you hit the third left, when you hit the third traffic light, turn left. You see a double story house with a big green sign. Stay there. I like detailed directions. Do you know who loves giving out country directions, which I hate? God. I hate it. He'll just say, do this. I think you need to do that. No details whatsoever. The truth is, God doesn't give us all the details because He's more focused about your journey with Him if you're going to rely on Him because He wants to train your ear to listen to Him. So many of us are waiting for God to give us a map with every single detail, with every single marking of how our life's going to turn out. The problem with this is, if you have too many details, then you don't need faith. Then you faith whatsoever. And what does the Bible say? We don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Why? Because God wants you to rely on Him. He wants you to rely on His voice. He wants you to listen to Him. The question I have for you this morning is, when's the last time you heard God speak to your life? When's the last time you heard God's voice? When's the last time you heard God speak about your marriage? Speak to you about your walk with Him? Speak to you about life. When's the last time you've picked up the Word of God and you felt God speak to you? Do you know God already has all these provisions for you to succeed in life? He's got everything installed for you to succeed in life. And I want to tell you, nobody can take away God's calling. Nobody can take away God's blessings in your life. But it's all dependent if you're willing to follow and obey the voice of God.
you know, I think of Peter in the boat. We know, you know, Peter in the boat, we all know that story. He's in the boat. Jesus says, come. Now, Peter didn't get blessed then. The blessings didn't come when Jesus said, said, get out of the boat. The blessings came when Peter heard God, but then had to start taking a step of faith. That's when the miracles started to come, when Peter actually obeyed the voice of God. Do you know when Samuel's life changed? When his destiny changed forever? It wasn't when he just heard God. It was when he heard God and then obeyed. That's when change came. That's when breakthrough came. That's when his destiny changed forever. 1 Samuel 3, verse 10 to 12 says, Samuel answered, Speak, I am your servant, ready to listen. God said to Samuel, Listen carefully. I'm ready to do something in you that's going to shake everyone up. I love that verse. Right now, God is speaking to some of you about certain circumstances, certain situations, and He's ready to do something that's going to shake you up, shake the people around you up. He's going to do something new. It's going to shake up your faith. It's going to shake up your marriage, shake up your career or your business. Something. He's going to do something new. It's going to shake up your direction in life. But the truth is, it's all dependent if you're willing to take a step of faith and obey His voice, obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, I look back at my life and I don't know where I would be if it wasn't taking the step of faith and listening to God. And it's quite funny. It's never the big decisions that, that changed my life. It was those little small steps, the little promptings in my heart that eventually turned into big decisions. I'm so grateful. I'm, thank, I, I'm so grateful. I, th- I thank God's grace that somehow I took a step of faith and listened to the voice of God because your life is never the, never the same again once you're obeying and listening to that God's voice. Come on, it's God's voice that's going to send you to university He's going to get you through it. It's God's voice that's going to help you find the right job, the right business, and help you get that house. It's God's voice that's going to help you find that right husband, that right, that right um, wife, and it's going to bless your family for generations to come. Whatever God is speaking to you about, will you move and trust His voice? Will you move and trust His voice? For some, your relationship with God has become dry. It's not because you're a bad person, it's not because you deliberately did it. Sometimes in life, relationships go through phases where there's just a dryness. And right now, you feel God saying, come on, come back to your first love. Come back to the times where every day I was speaking to you. Every day there was a zeal. Every day there was a passion. And I was doing something in your life. Will you respond to God's calling this morning? No matter how dry it is, God is speaking to you. He wants to speak to you this morning. For some of you, You're going through a difficult situation. You need a change in your life. You need a new direction. You need an answer. I want want you to know that God is here and He wants to speak to your situation. That the voice of God can change your situation. He wants to change your life. Samuel said, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. And his life was never the same again. Circumstances are never the same again. I wonder... Is God calling you like He called Samuel back then? Is He calling you this morning? Will you respond to God's voice? Whatever situation or whatever circumstances you're going through, I want to to encourage you, say yes, because my Bible says He's a faithful God. 
He'll never let you down. That He'll, he'll take you through the, the valley of death. He'll split the waters. He is a faithful God. But the question is, are you willing to say yes? I'm just going to ask every eye shut in this place. 